Hello out there, listeners. You tuned in to another episode of Boss Barista. (laughs) I'm Jasper Wild. And I'm Ashley Rodriguez. We are here with Cammie McCauley of Palace Coffee. Hello. Hi. (laughs) It's so great to be here. I feel so honored. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, Oh my gosh. Callie. uh, So like Jasper said, Callie works for Palace Coffee. in Cammie. Cammie. Oh, I was thinking Callie. Macaulay. Macaulay. (laughs) I got my, I got my words mixed up. Apparently today I'm not speaking so great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cammie works for Palace Coffee in Amarillo, Texas, where she is the uh, quality control specialist, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about your coffee career and how you got to your position now. Yeah. Um, so I, Honestly, so I started at Palace when I was 19. I had just moved back home. I'd been like traveling abroad. It was great. And I needed a job. And Patrick has known me like my whole life. And so I was like, hey, um, can I have a job, please? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And when I took the job, I really didn't expect to be around that long because I'm a wildflower. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave. Um, and then I just kept staying. <laughs> and they kind of sucked me in with their love and hospitality. And I just kept growing in the coffee world. I guess like they just kept promoting me and I just kept loving it and I never left. And it's been like over two years and I'm still there. And yeah, it's been a really fun little journey. Not what I expected or saw for myself at all, but I'm really thankful for it. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Can you tell us a little bit about Palace? Is it a single shop? Is it uh, do you guys roast for yourselves? Do you have multiple locations? Um, yeah. Imagine Patrick. Who's Patrick? I mean, Patrick. Yes. Okay. So Patrick and Crystal Burns, they started this place about six years ago in a little college town named Canyon, Texas. Uh, and it was just kind of started out as like a mom and pop sort of thing. And it was just a really small local town, like local coffee. And then they started getting involved in the coffee industry at large and, um, quickly became like third wave and was all about that. And now we have three shops. We are opening a roastery this summer. That's in the works. Like construction is going on that right now. And then our fourth location is actually going in a little community college in Amarillo where I live. Um, and so that's also demos getting started on that eventually. I don't really know the details on that, but so yeah, almost four shops and a roastery. Um, so we're growing pretty quickly, um, but in a good way. We're really excited about it, and it's been really fun to be a part of. So this is a new position to me. Um, I kind of unintentionally wrote my own job description. I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, um, but I went into this interview uh, with all the growth that's happening at our shops. We are like promoting people and expanding some of our leadership roles, and I went in for an interview kind of expecting to move into like training because I've trained for them um, for like the last year or so. But I kind of just like said, these are all the things I'm really good at. This is what I'm passionate about. And they just turned it into a job and it's great. So basically what I do when the roasting starts happening, I'll be like the liaison between the roaster and the baristas. So I'll get to communicate to our baristas how to 
talk to customers about coffee, what we're doing to our coffee, what that means and how all of it works together. So that's really fun. I'm in charge of palette development. So I run cuppings and just like fun education classes. I'm all about making things into games and making the learning experience fun. So I do, I'm in the process right now. It's all very new, but I'm planning lots of little fun workshops and games for our staff to bond and then also grow their coffee knowledge. And then the last thing I do is I run our featured roaster program. So we have our own coffee, but we also always feature somebody else in the community. Um, and that's really important to us. And it's something we never want to lose. And since I have been traveling a lot with, with all the competitions and stuff, I've made some really great connections. And so they were like, why don't you take on the featured roaster program? You're good at networking and meeting people and all of that. So I'm really excited about that because I just get to taste coffees all day and then be like, oh, cool. Y'all are tasty. Be on our bar for a month. We love you. It's great. <laughs> it sounds like a great job. It's real fun. Uh, so yeah. tell us tell us about where Palace Coffee is. You, It's in Amarillo, Texas, but what, right. what should people know about your town or city because yeah, it's totally. about it's what, about 200,000 people right yeah yeah so it's a small city in the north part of texas so the panhandle if you're familiar with that but basically so it, we're smaller we're pretty much a really conservative climate um like we we've definitely had like women in power like our mayors like we've had several women that have been mayors but like in general like we're very, very conservative, um, like lots of Trump supporters, lots of like people that don't really even acknowledge that like feminism is a thing that we still need today or that racism is a thing that we still deal with in this country. If you bring up the LGBTQ community, you better be really careful because it's very like touchy subject. It's very like Christian based, um, like very religious based city. I mean, I don't want to like talk down on anyone's beliefs ever. I think everyone is um, entitled to their own beliefs, but it does make it pretty difficult sometimes when I don't really hold all the same views as everyone here. So yeah, it's a tricky, it's a tricky climate for sure. Like I see Trump stickers and like Confederate flags like every day. How does that make you feel? I mean, it can be really discouraging, but it also can be very, like, empowering. Like, I am serving a purpose in this town. Yeah, it is hard. Like, it sucks a lot of times when you like, driving down the highway and you see a Confederate flag, like, hanging off someone's car, off the building or whatever. It's like, oh, fuck, that sucks. It does. It must be interesting for you being in a climate that's so conservative and then, you know, being in what's kind of regarded as a really progressive industry, especially like going to like a CAA or going to barista camp or even just engaging mm-hmm. with other baristas um, right. and then seeing like what you see at home and you're like, wow, this is really different. So I wonder what, what issues you face that you think are unique to being part of a progressive industry, but being in mm-hmm. a not so progressive part of our country? I mean, for me, it's, it's definitely weird. I mean, it's so refreshing when I go to SCA or Expo or whatever. And it's like, I'm around like-minded people that like pretty much have the same like political views. I do like everyone's like, also like coffee is just a thing that like everyone gets when you're in SCA, but like here third wave coffee is like 
not even like people don't even know what that means like they just kind of think it's a joke and it's like this weird little hipster niche of people that are just like psycho crazy there's a lot of respect that is lost like for me here i feel like um and so it's a weird place to kind of be like yeah this is what i have chosen to do as a career like i've had family members even be like yeah that's a stupid career choice like why would you do that it's interesting to navigate, but I also just have to be like, this is who I am and I'm going to do what I want and what I think is best for me. But it's weird. It's a weird <laughs> thing to get through sometimes. I think we all, some of us like in our specialty coffee careers have had to kind of defend what we do to certain mm-hmm. family members or, you know, yeah. friends who might not really get it. And I think it's it puts us all in a unique position. Like there's this widespread sentiment like within the queer community of like not having your family accept you or having them accept mm-hmm. certain parts of you and I like ignore another part. And in a strange way, specialty coffee sort of has that idea as well. It's like, except yeah. it's not about who you are. It's about what you're doing. Um, but often people yeah, can kind of confuse those two things and just want to be like oh so when are you going to get a real job you're like this is a real job you just don't get it (laughs) this is my big girl job yeah (laughs) right yeah like i promised that i chose this well if you were to just give them that description of like i was like oh what do you do as director of quality control and if they were to truly listen to what you just told us they would understand that's a big girl job (laughs) you've worked behind the bar for a couple of years um all of your experience being at Palace um, in this particular part of the country. And I wonder for us over here in, you know, the Bay area, we talk a lot about sexism Mm -hmm. and, and gendered interactions with customers. But I think a lot of our versions of interactions are really subtle or perhaps what the term we use a lot is microaggressions. And I wonder what it's like Mm -hmm. to be in a part of the world where really these are not microaggressions. They're, Macro yeah, <laughs> Like I wonder yeah. like, if you could tell us a little bit about just so we can contextualize it. Cause I think there are a lot of people who are probably in big towns who are used to very high standards of service in certain mm-hmm. ways um, where they don't have to deal with these things, but like really going back to like where most of us work um, in, you know, other parts of uh, the United States, if you could tell us a little bit about like your day to day, like how do people, talk to you like what do people say to you what are some of the stories that you have from from life behind the bar i definitely get called like hey girl like to get my attention so like i work on a bar that's like a floating bar it's in the middle of the shop so people will walk up to any side of it and just like try to get our attention when there's like clearly a register area where everyone is going to get our attention so it's yeah. like why don't you just do what everybody else does but they'll like walk up and be like hey blondie no instantly i'm just like no i am not just blonde hair i am a person (laughs) so it's like an interesting thing so sometimes i will just be like oh hi sir um i would be happy to help you at the register also my name is cammy you can totally call me cammy what's your name awesome so please don't call me blondie that just kind of offends me and usually like if i i try to always be like really nice about it because i don't want them to feel embarrassed Uh, And I don't want to come at them, like, angry or, like, overtly offended, even though on the inside I'm like, "Ah, you're the worst. Uh, Just because 
if you show too much emotion, then you're like a crazy psycho bitch, or then you're the girl that's just upset about everything. So I have, I have to work really hard to like conceal my anger and emotions and just be like, yeah, um, I'm going to be super nice to you and also kind of let you in on the fact that that was rude and hopefully you won't do it again. What else do people call you? People, well, so, okay. So there's like this one guy that gets me and this other girl confused because we are like the same body type. We both have blonde hair and, um, he'll be like, which one are you? Are you? And I'm like, I am. <laughs> and it like, it's annoying. Cause he comes in every day. He's like, wait, I just saw you at our other shop. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. And he'll be like, Oh, which one are you? Which pretty girl are you? And people will like, when they're talking about me, when I'm not there, they'll be like, where's that pretty girl? And it's, they're like, we don't know who you're talking about. Cause like, I mean, that's happened before. And then customers will like stalk me or try to find me on social media. And it's just like, okay, that's creepy. That's it. Like, definitely I get called girl or like the pretty girl, which is like, they're like, that's a compliment, but it's like, no, it's not. It's weird. It's <laughs> Please don't refer yeah. to me as just my image. Cause I'm a person. No, that's incredibly demeaning. I'm, I'm a little concerned about the stalking thing that you just mentioned. Yeah. Is that, like, can you, yeah. Tell us, can you tell us a little bit about that and what, what that actually looked like and how your cafe handles it? There's been a couple instances. Definitely there's like a handful of customers that have like met me in the shop and like tried to hit on me and I just like shut it down and like tell them to have a nice day and like I'm not interested. And then they'll find me on social media and like troll my media and like send me DMs or comment on my photos or whatever. So like that's a thing that happens and that I usually just like block them. And then if they come in and try to do it again, I'm just like, Hey, um, that's not cool. Don't do that. There was this other guest that, um, like he was a lot older than me and, um, we met like he, it's a very long story, but basically (laughs) he figured out who I was, decided that he liked me and that he wanted to like be my friend and, would we had had like a few interactions and I decided like, no, this isn't a good person for me to be around. I feel uncomfortable. So I just totally like laid it all out there. Hey, don't, don't do that. That's not okay. And he kind of didn't really understand, I guess. I, I think in his mind, it was just like, Oh, she's not digging it. I'll just try harder. And so he would like wait for me to be at work, like, cause I drive a like really recognizable car. So he would like wait to see if my car was at the shop and he would like come in and like stand at the bar for a really long time and just ask me lots of questions, like while I was helping other guests. So like I couldn't leave and it was, it got to be a problem. Like he was always, always looking for me. And then, so I finally like told some coworkers like, Hey, when this guy comes in, I'm going to go bake cookies in the back or like, I'm going to go do dishes or like. I'm not going to be here. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, dude, we got you. And so that would go on for a little while. And then like my friends found out. And so whenever they saw him in the shop and it like one time, Oh my God. Oh, this is terrible. This is how I knew it was actually a problem. I was like in the back and my car was out front and he walked in and like started looking around for me. And my friend was sitting in the cafe and they like texted me, Hey, so-and-so's here you should probably leave or like stay in the back or whatever. And I just like instantly left the shop. Like I was done doing whatever I was doing in the back. And so I just left and he saw me walk out the door and he instantly got in his car and started following me. 
And I was like, oh, shit, this is a big deal. This is not just like I'm reading into this weird customer that has a crush on me. Like, he knows what I drive. He's following my car. Like, this isn't okay. So I, like, told I told Jarbo, who's, like, our um, lead trainer. He's, like, one of my good friends, and he's a part of the management team. And I was like, okay, this is who this person is. Whenever they come in, I'm not going to. Like, I'm literally going to hide. He was like, dude, if they come in, I'm going to talk to them. And I was like, no, you don't need to do that. Like, totally, like, trying to defend this asshole that was, like, stalking me. And he was like, Cammy, you're not thinking straight. We're going to talk to him. And he, sure enough, came in one day, and I, like, started leaving the bar, like, to go to our cupping lab. And he, like, followed me in the cupping lab. Thank God there were, like, other people in there. And they were like, hey, you're not allowed to be back here. Like, you need to leave. And he was like, oh, y'all don't have to be rude. And so he, like, went and sat out in the, like, cafe area. And Jarbo called Patrick, the owner. And Patrick came and, like, talked to him and, like, sat him down and was like, hey, you make Cammy really uncomfortable. And I know she's communicated to you that she's not into you that way. So you're more than welcome to come into our shop, but you can't talk to her anymore because it makes her uncomfortable. And none of my baristas are allowed to feel uncomfortable. Like I don't pay them enough money to put up with harassment. So don't do that. And I mean, of course the guy like got super defensive and was like, no, she's like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, we know we've all seen it. Like just kindly, like don't do that. And the guy left me alone. Like he did, like it worked. So Shout out to awesome bosses that have your back when you have stalkers because that was miserable. Yeah, he used to, he would come in for a little while. I would serve him or whatever, but he would not, he wouldn't mess with me anymore. So it worked. It only worked after like the entire after. company was employed to like <laughs> fending yeah. him off of you. Also, when you were talking about like, your friends were there and then they text you. They're like, hey, this guy's in the cafe. Sneak out or stay in the back room. It started to sound like like a hostage situation or like, like, like in the same so way that we talk about like, oh, you know, like, hey, we've seen ice in the mission. Like, don't like <laughs> don't go outside. Don't answer your doors like that level of intimidation. That's yeah. horrible. I feel so stressed out after hearing that story. Yeah, I'm like sweating right now. <laughs> no, I'm I'm shaking. No. I'm like I'm just upset for you. Um, yeah, but- it's like really sad that like a man had to get involved. But like sometimes you really just have to like say a man isn't going to listen to me simply because I'm a woman. So I'm going to have a man go talk to that man about him being inappropriate. And I'm like really thankful that Patrick and Jarbo and like mo- like all of my male coworkers for the most part like would do that for me if I was like, hey. I am in this situation, like, because like of where I live, like I have, I like, they won't listen to me simply because I'm a pretty girl. It's, it's crazy that you have to, you do ultimately have to rely on your male allies to stand up for you because when it comes to like doing, doing what's righteous and like, no, I'm a woman. I can stand up for myself versus doing what keeps you safe. Yeah. And what will not jeopardize your well being. Like you have to do the thing that keeps you safe. You were saying about sexist comments, if you were to call them out and shut them down in the way that you actually want to, then you would be, quote, the the girl who's mad at everything. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And like, it, Even, it would yeah. be it would be coming back to you and like that you yeah. have a problem with your feelings instead of 
you not tolerating somebody's harassment and degradation yeah. of you. Yeah, like somehow exactly. him stalking you is your problem. Do you think that this incident informed the way that you treated other customers afterwards? Because you, you seem to yeah, speak of this moment totally. of like before and after. Like totally. before this would happen, but now I don't allow this to happen. Yeah, I definitely can like say that I and yeah, I can totally see how before I used to just be like, ha ha ha, thanks. Here's your coffee. Okay. I hate everything about this moment. And now I can kind of say, no, I am the person in control of this situation. And no, the customer's not always right. So I can kindly like stand up for myself in a way that I still command respect and and I'm not taking away from that person. And that's something I I'm trying to help like other girls that I work with learn because we have a really young staff. And so I have girls come up to me all the time and they're like, okay, this guy's doing this. What do I do? And now I can kind of say like, yeah, this is how you can address that. And you can, you can totally stand up for yourself. That was something I would have never known how to do until I worked in coffee for like about a year. Do you um, employ the team like a little bit more quickly instead of waiting mm-hmm. for a stalker situation. Do you like let everybody <laughs> yeah. know when something's getting weird before it gets to that point? Yeah, I totally have like my boundaries up a lot higher. I don't get in that situation. We on bar, like everyone is really supportive of everyone. And we have a really good staff that is like, I got your back, like whatever you need. So when a situation starts like going that way, we will like bring another person over to be like the third part of the conversation. So that it's just like, no, we're not even going there. Like, we're not going to talk about what I'm doing this weekend or Mm. like what, color eyes I have like I will just literally bring in another barista that's like pulling espresso or something and be like yeah so they're gonna have this drink and so and so is gonna take care of you the rest of the way thanks so much like we definitely tag team that a lot better and so because it is an issue that we've seen all over our shops like with everyone so it's something that we're all kind of a little bit more aware of I feel like I think that's so important for empowerment for the for you to feel like you have the team behind you because even just thinking about what you were saying before this this crazy story happened to you Mm -hmm. not knowing that you can say no this is not okay versus like oh i guess this is just what i have to deal with is so Mm -hmm. it's such a watershed moment for so many people and it's something that unless like you have the full support of your staff like you don't really know Mm -hmm. is possible especially if like you have a boss that's like, oh, yeah, like, of course, don't deal with harassment. But if they don't help you actualize that, then you don't really know what that looks like. There's like, I I really feel strongly about like not letting customers have a pass. And this is definitely like, I can do this because I know that everybody will have my back. And I know that mm-hmm. I'm not alone in the situation. But mm-hmm. for me, it just does not work anymore to have a creepy customer and then for me to evade that interaction because if I just disappear then it's really only delaying it to happen to me again or the customer is going to target somebody else and they're never going to get challenged like I'm almost Mm -hmm. interested I know that you you're using the word like kindly tell them and like nicely Mm -hmm. do this and like Mm -hmm. 
I don't because I would rather them be uncomfortable. I want them to see me and like be scared of me and not be attracted to me. I want it to be like, oh, no, like I felt entirely put in my place when I (laughs) when I talked to that person (laughs) about it, about like what color her eyes were or something so that they like think twice before they do it again. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I mean, everyone has the different way of addressing things. I ultimately, at the end of the day, like my goal is that that person doesn't do that again. And so, yeah, sometimes I have to be like, Hey, no, don't do that. And I have to be really stern. And there are other times where I can be like nice about it and be like, Hey, that was like really not cool. And it made me feel this way. And if it's a customer, like I've seen a few times, I can usually be a little bit softer and be like, Hey, this is how you made me feel. And I know you're a nice guy, but this isn't nice. And they usually are like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, duh, of course, like that's not cool. And so, yeah, but either way, no matter how I handle it, I want them to know, like never like to think twice before they interact with somebody that way again, because the ultimate goal is that everyone is leaving a little bit of a better person. So that's like, that's the goal. That is a great goal to have. Everyone should want to leave a better person. Yeah. Yeah. I think the service industry can be a really powerful place to see people change. Like the way I handle a customer could like really affect the way they handle the next person that they interact with. And if that like changes them, then like, oh my God, I'm like slowly changing the world. Like that's crazy. I think coffee has the potential to do that. And that's really exciting. Have you seen, um, customers change based on the way that you've treated them or that your coworkers have treated them? I think so. I think it's a little bit slower of a process than I wish it was, but I definitely have seen customers like, like be less like creepy or linger at the bar or like, they just like don't have conversations about things that like are uncomfortable. I've definitely seen seen a change in lots of customers and that is like really exciting and that's like the reason i can still put up with the bull crap it's funny because i i was reflecting on that question too for myself like have i seen customers change and unfortunately i'd have to say no i've had two two very confrontational moments with customers and one i thought was like a breakthrough moment (laughs) and one was just not but i was thinking about this one so i there's this guy named andrew who comes into my cafe a lot He used to, at least. And he (laughs) was just very... He demanded a lot of work. Like, he needed a lot of attention. And I just didn't have that attention for him. He was, like, the type of person who... If there were five people in line and he was at the back of the line, he would still, like, demand for you to say hi to him. And I'm like, there are four other people (laughs) in line, so I'm going to help them first, and then I'll talk to you. Um, Right. And he was just, like also wasn't a very good tipper and he, like, you know, stuff like that. So eventually yeah. one time he came in and he was here by himself. It was just me and him. And he said, oh. you seem very emotionally distant with some people, but not with everyone. And what? I wondered why. What the hell? He was just very <laughs> wow. about it. And I told him, I was Jeez. like, well, I think it's really my decision of who I get to be close with and who I don't. And I really right. like delved into it with him. I was like, it feels a lot like there's a lot of demand on my well being. Like, I have to tell people what my day looks like. I have to tell people where I'm going after work or like, I don't obviously have to tell them, but there's a lot of demand on 
me giving right. part of myself to every single person that comes in here. And I am just too tired of that. So I do choose <laughs> who I give myself to and who I don't. And he seems like really, I've got a revolving door, dude. Like, right. And so, but he seems like very receptive to that. Like he mm. asked me the question, he listened to it and I was like, mm. Oh cool. We had this watershed moment. Never came back. Ah. <laughs> Never came well, back. So, bye, bye, Andrew. If you're out well, there obviously, listening, obviously, you know, like, we say this all the time. Like, if you're going to be a person we don't like, then yeah, you're, I guess you're really not. We don't want you in our shop. So, if that's why you're not coming back, is because we're asking you to be nice. Then, cool. Like, don't be here. Yeah. <laughs> if I think us that's asking so you to be nice is too much, then no. I think that's always a constant worry with baristas and even with 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 owners is that mm -hmm. if you isolate someone whose behavior is perhaps not good, especially to certain members of your staff, it's like, well, they're a paying customer. It's like, no, no. What do you no. value more? Do you value the well-being of your staff or do you value the three dollars that this person spends? Yeah, right. Yeah, we we yeah, I totally agree with that. We don't. If it's like, if you're rude and you're like, I'm never coming back here again, then we're like, I, and our owner will even say this, like, okay, like we will do everything we can to give you a good experience and like help you have a happy time. And like, we like customer service is our number one thing. Like that's what we're known for in our city is like being kind. And so we will do that. And then if it's not, if you're not having a good time, like that's on you because, and that's fine with us. Like, bye. <laughs> It sounds like the majority of like the difficult parts of customer service is kind of like pivoting around sexism or men being really derogatory and creepy to the women mm -hmm. who work behind the bar. I'm wondering, is there like, what does service look like in terms of like specialty coffee in Amarillo, Texas? Are people, how are, how's like the receptivity to specialty coffee in the way that we do things? Yeah. Uh, we have a lot, it's like a balancing act, honestly, of like, this is the way we do things like, and this is the way you want things done. And so it's, there's like a give and take, I guess. Like, okay. So for example, there's this guy that like wants iced black coffee. Like he wants me to put hot coffee out of the tap over ice and serve it to him. And I'm like, well, that's not the way we do things here. Um, I, we, I would prefer to give you like a cold brew or like an ice pour over or something. Like I would rather give you this thing I know is going to be delicious. And he's like, no, that's not what I want. Why won't you just give me what I want? And it's like, well, because I care about the quality. <laughs> Throw your ratios out the window and give me <laughs> lukewarm, weak coffee. <laughs> yeah, because that's disgusting. Like I, we would, we'll go round and round with him and be like, um, this is not what we want. And at the end of the day, if you want lukewarm water coffee in the plastic cup, like, I guess I'll give it to you. But usually what I do if I'm on bar is like, okay, yeah, dude, like I'll totally hook you up with whatever you want. Cause like you're the customer and you're paying, but can I also like let you try this cold brew for free just <laughs> to like get your feedback on it? Because I think it's delicious, but you drink a lot of ice black coffee. It sounds like, so like I want to know what you think about it and let them feel like really special and like valued and still like, they're not like, I don't want to make them feel like they're an idiot, even though they're kind of an idiot. Like mm -hmm. I still want them to feel like important. And so usually I'll just be like, here's this cold brew on the house. Like, give me your thoughts mm -hmm. on it if you feel like it. And usually they're like, 
oh my god that's so much better why have i been drinking this lukewarm water all this time um and it usually like they're like oh my god you're my favorite barista now and it's usually great i mean there's like the one percent where they're like ew i can't believe you would give me this and they just go right all over our facebook about it but that's fine <laughs> that's a genius idea though like hey like you like this thing but like i just really want you to know what you think about this other thing we do like just try it that's it's a little bit like pandering though i'm just like thinking (laughs) about it like oh it's almost like treating the customer as the expert and you're like i don't know i made this thing cold brew i don't know what i'm doing what do you think of it when actually you're basically just like giving them what they need in their mind to like it where Mm -hmm. you're like oh i don't know is it good and then they're like oh yeah it's great when in fact like you craft the whole experience i'm like yeah i'm a professional just because i'm a girl doesn't mean i don't know yeah no that's true wait so i want to know jasper if that person came into your cafe would you give them that i would not no i would not treat them like an expert if they but would you if they said i want hot coffee poured over ice no you wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. I would say, oh, I don't offer that as a drink, actually. What I can do is an iced Americano, iced pour over, mm-hmm. or a cold brew. And then right, I right. would be like, you know, the iced pour over is literally we brew hot coffee, but we adjust the <laughs> ratio to like allow for the ice to be a part of the water. So right. it's actually yeah, a- not weak and it's not under extracted. It's the right ratio. It's delicious. Okay. Yep. That's I have, what I would do. I have do. another one for you guys. All right. Cause this happens in my cafe. I have a guy who comes in. He wants a 12 ounce coffee, but instead of coffee, he wants like an inch of coffee and then the rest hot water. <laughs> would you make that? <laughs> oh, so we, can make, we can play this game. Would you make that drink? <laughs> would you make that drink? Oh, depends on my mood. No, uh, probably not. I don't know. Cause it's, I do. I do every time. Yeah. I think. Oh man, because I'm thinking of this one guest in particular that came in the other day. And now I'm like, well, I did do that for that guest. Right. She wanted an inch of coffee and the rest steamed coconut milk. Ugh. Well, it's like and in LA, like, but just like the opposite ratio. I was like, can I make you a latte? And she was like, no. I was like, can I make you an LA? She's like, how much coffee is in there? I was like, like three inches. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. Okay. I, will I make think this for you. I think I would. I think I would, but I would charge them. I would, I would make it so that, okay, if it's like the little bit of coffee and then hot water on top, I would mm-hmm. make it so that most of what they were paying was going to my tip. So I'd be like, yep, that'll mm-hmm. be $3. I mean, I still charged him $3 for the coffee, <laughs> but I charged him like as a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't change it. Yeah. No, I definitely charged the most that it, yeah. Like the, the, it depends. It depends on the customer's attitude. He was it really nice does. It. If he was nice about it, okay. Yeah. I was, and he told me exactly what he wanted, and I was like, "You've done this before." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel uh, this is maybe where I feel like I kind of, I wouldn't say disagree totally because I think that there are certain quality standards. Like I won't pull shots differently. There are certain things people will be like, right. "Will you make like a Cubano coffee? Like, will you put sugar in the machine?" I'm like, "Absolutely not. Mm. I'm Hell Cuban no. also, and that's not how you do it." Um, <laughs> yeah. But and there are certain things I I won't do. Like so one time this woman came in with her own coconut milk. She asked me, she was like, if I bring my own milk, will you steam it for me? And I was like, I guess like, okay. And so she brought it in, but she brought like coconut milk, like the stuff that you use to cook. 
that's like really viscous. Oh, that you like put in soup. And I was oh. like, and she was like, will you steam that? And I was like, no. She's like, but you said mm. you would. And I was like, no, that's this is not. Milk. I didn't this realize what I was saying, and I take it back. I take it back. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like I've gotten to a point where if I can make a thing, I will make a thing. Mm-hmm. But I might be alone on this one. <laughs> I say no a lot because I am very much like idealistically aligning myself with the specialty coffee ideals so Mm, if they want something that is not that we as a like industry do not find like has good taste balance i don't want to be the customer that is the one i don't want to be the the server that's giving a person that thing Mm because i need i have to endorse what i'm serving but i'm yeah True. Some some other people could say that I'm part of the problem in like not giving a customer what they want, but I only give customers what I want to give them, and that's why I work. Yeah, it's in like specialty also coffee. like your name is on the quality, so like yes. you want to be able to say like this is the best quality because I made it, and so I'm not going to do anything less than the best for you because like that's who I am. I totally. totally. That. I think that's awesome. That is exactly how I feel. You you said exactly how I felt. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Like, I won't pull like single shots. For, we've only pulled double shots in our shop. Um, so, like, if somebody's like, "Can I have three shots?" I'm like, "You can have two or four. And we we fight with people about that all the time. But it's like, they're like, "We'll just pour half of the shot in there." And it's like, "I'm not going to do that because it's not going to taste good. A double shot's going to taste great. I promise you." Or if you really need that extra caffeine, if you really need it, oh God, I will give you four shots and you'll be fine. And they're just like, but you can just pour half of the shot in there. And I'm like, and it, no, I can't. Do you <laughs> I have, can't. do you use spouts or naked portafilters? We, we do naked portafilters. Mm-hmm. Cause we have spouted portafilters. So that does make that easier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's something we've gone back and forth on. Do we want to do spouted? Do we want to do naked? And we've always had naked. And now, and so like, that's just like what we have. And we talked about doing spouted for a while. And then we were just like, we, with the customer base we have, like we had to work really hard to like get them to understand that this is how we do things. So to take it all back was going to be a big deal Mm -hmm. and like retraining all of our customer base. And then also like muddy bar, we just do, we're a high volume shop. So like, we just were like, no, we're just going to keep doing naked Porta filters and Mm -hmm. dealing with this problem the way we deal with it. (laughs) I've had, so I've worked in San Francisco at a couple different shops. And when I have naked Porta filters, I don't pull singles. And when I have spouted Porta filters, I pour singles. So I've literally had, I've like argued with a customer at one cafe. And then a couple months later, they've seen me and I'm like so actually I can do a single cappuccino for you here <laughs> that's incredible yeah, that's so funny. yeah. well this SCAA, sta- SCAA standard for a cappuccino is one shot of espresso and then five ounces of steamed milk just mm-hmm. just putting the standards out there yeah. according to um, all the barista camps you go to so yeah um i don't know i feel i feel like maybe this is like but do they make the standards and we follow or do we set the standards and they rewrite the rules i don't think either of those things happen <laughs> i think they set the standard and then no one does it. we're like se what what 
what is that? Because it's not obviously not happening, but at the same time, we're still teaching it at, at these barista camps. Um, I'm hoping that means that that'll change soon, but at the, I don't know. I feel like I've definitely like what there definitely was a period of my coffee life where there are certain things that I wouldn't do, but now, now I just, I see cups and I see coffee and I'm like, whatever way I can get that coffee into that cup that makes you happy. I, I will do it like short of like icing. The, the only thing I won't make is an iced cappuccino. I will not steam milk and then pour it over ice. Oh yeah. No, never doing that. That one I won't do. No. Um, but yeah, I always think that that's interesting to see what baristas feel comfortable making and what they don't feel comfortable making. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when I was at, um, when I worked at this coffee shop in New York, uh, variety, which I'll sing the prices mm-hmm. of day in and day out. Um, we used to have this thing where, you know, people would order espresso over ice, which we made, we made everything. Mm-hmm. Like there was no question you would make everything. And there were people who would ask for an iced espresso with, you know, in a plastic cup. And then, mm-hmm. you know, would go to the condiment cart and make their version of a latte, which at first would make me so, <laughs> so cheap. I can make angry. that for you so much better. I can make it for you better, number one. Number two, you're totally ripping us off. Yeah. And number three, like, come on. Like, yeah. anyway, but then I mentioned it to the owner of the cafe once because I was so angry about it. <laughs> and he was like, you know, if that's the way a person feels like they're getting the best of you, like, feel sorry for that person Aww. and just let them do it. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, that like totally so changed my perspective. I was like, yep. oh, man, maybe I should just feel bad for that person and just be like, yeah, this is the victory you feel like you're getting from us. Right. We'll let you have this. Like, victory. You saved a dollar <laughs> and 25 that. cents. And you can have that <laughs> if you feel so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's great. That helped. That helped me a lot in just my philosophy on coffee. It's like, if this is what it takes to make you feel good, like, yeah, I love that. All right. Take it. Take it. Um, on that note, um, then then fine. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to ask Jasper? Any other questions? Is there anything you want to share with us too, Cammie? I want to ask, um, I don't know. I want to ask, I mean, you're really new to the industry, but you are going in full force and, what do you see mm-hmm. as like your biggest obstacle or professional hurdle that you have to get over? That's a great question. So for me, I feel like my biggest hurdle, honestly, this might sound so cheesy, but it's really myself. Cause like, like just like knowing I can do it and like rising to rising to the challenge and just like being professional. Like I'm totally not a professional person. Like I'm like a free spirit. I'm a wildflower. Like I'm just like, that's who I am. And so trying to like be professional is like a huge hurdle for me. It's like so silly, but it is. And so that's, but I have awesome bosses and like people around me that see potential in me and are like calling me out on it. And so I, I think like just, being young and like just hoping people are like, yeah, we'll take a chance on you, you little kid. Like you don't got it all together, but we'll stick it out with you till you do. I think that's like really been the biggest help for me and tackling those hurdles, if you will. That's so sweet. But (laughs) at the same time, you are professional and you are well-spoken and you have done a lot of work. So I don't Aww. think you have anything to worry about. You, Aww, you thanks. are your own ally. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. That just made my whole life. 
Oh, man. Jasper had her hand <laughs> on her heart the whole time you were saying that. <laughs> because you, you are not, <laughs> you're not going to, you're not in the way of yourself. And maybe the specialty coffee industry should do a better job at accepting wildflowers instead of making you. <laughs> oh, they definitely, that's the reason I'm still around, I think, is because <laughs> specialty coffee is like, we're all wildflowers here. <laughs> that is true. Everyone's a little fun. At least a little bit. <laughs> you found your home here. Yay, coffee. Aww, I did. Well, this has been a great conversation. And where can our listeners find you? Do you talk about coffee yeah. on social media? Do you have email address that you want to throw out there? Yeah. So you can find me. Uh, you can email me. Cami, K-A-M-I, at Palace Coffee dot co that's my email address a great way to get in touch with me or on my social media um i'm at cami delight on instagram uh i post about coffee on there sometimes so it might not be like it's not the most coffee forward instagram you're ever gonna see but it's a fun one to follow for sure it's a wildflowers um, instagram i follow cami <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a yeah it's a it's fun it's like a interesting representation of me because they're all like pretty edited photos but usually my comments are pretty pretty real and then i'm on twitter at cami 12 also like sometimes i'm on twitter sometimes i'm not sorry i'm not doing a good job of like making myself sound cool but <laughs> i promise i am <laughs> you are it's true i've met her <laughs> <laughs> ashley vouches for me <laughs> yeah so that's me Cool. Well, thanks for chatting with us again. We had such a good time talking to you. Y'all are great. I thank you for having me on the show. I really feel so honored and just so happy to be here. So thank you. Well, for uh, all of us at Boss Barista, thank you for listening. You can follow us on all of our social media. Um, Send us an email. We love emails. BossBaristaPodcast (laughs) at gmail.com. Until then, I'm Ashley Rodriguez. And I'm Jasper Wild. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.